I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk for a few minutes and then just to kind of to, to prepare us and then we're gonna, we're gonna do something really fun kind of right next door. And so, you know, I, I wanna set today up like this. You know, one of the things that I, I love about marriage, but I really didn't know about marriage going into it um, was how many ways you become like your spouse when you get married. And, and uh, not, not in every single way, obviously, um, but, 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 but things that are really important to you and, 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 and like kind of little quirks. And there, there, there's something that happens in marriage. That the longer you, you live together, the more you end up looking like each other and, and resembling each other. I'll give you a few examples. I remember when I first you know, got married, something that I didn't realize was important to my wife was pillows. And so, you know, we, we'll get in, we go to bed at night and, you know, I'm just like the most low maintenance, or I was the most low maintenance sleep. I just get in bed. I just need a pillow. Sometimes I even need a pillow. Just, you know, get horizontal and I'm out. And, and Courtney has like her head pillow and she's got this pillow under her knees and she's got pillows all, it's like a fort, it's like a fort, a fort made of pillows around her. And, and, and I used to give her a hard time, still kind of give her a hard time. But what I've realized is like, oh no, this pillow thing's starting to happen to me. Like where, you know, like I've got my head pillow and then I'm like, as the older I get, I'm like, I, I gotta have a pillow in between my knees. And I'm like, oh no, like we're becoming the same person. Or, or I remember literally the very first time I met Courtney's parents and we're driving out to Levin and I'm a sophomore in college. And, you know, we're going out there to have lunch with them on a Saturday afternoon. And and I'm like, hey, what are we having for lunch today? Because it's an important question, right? And she says, we're having soup. And I'm like, that's a great appetizer. Like, what do we, like, what's the actual meal? And she's like, we're also having sandwiches. She's like, but you know that like soup isn't an actual meal, right? And I'm like, no, not where I'm from. Like, you know, you had soup, but you had grilled cheese. Like grilled cheese was the main course. And, and it is so funny, like just the way that I go, I'm like last weekend, it's like, what do we want? And I'm like, oh, I just want some soup so bad. And it's, it's crazy how, you know, this thing happens where, you know, you, you, you become like them in so many different ways. And I was just thinking about, I love, I love being a part of Jesus's church. I love being a part of like literally what the scriptures call us is the bride of Christ. And I love it for many reasons, but, but today, one of the, the things that I want to just hone in on real quick is, is that what happens when we are truly the bride of Christ is that we start to, to love the things that Jesus loves. And, and we start to, to care about the things that Jesus cares about, that we start to, to look like Jesus. And I love this as I was thinking about today, you know, the consistent picture that we get of God from the very beginning of the Bible all throughout is that God not only cares for, but he comes through for people who are in need, especially the poor. I mean, it is just undeniable throughout scripture that, that God's heart is, is so for people who, who are just in that place of needing help. And so I encourage you to go read the story in 1 Kings chapter 17 this week. The this, this widow of the city in, in, called Zarephath and the way that God just sees her and knows her and comes through for her, it's miraculous. It's amazing. You see it in the Old Testament. You see it in the, the, the book of Ruth. And I love the book of Ruth because you get this really cool picture of God's heart because what you realize is that in their day in an agricultural society where you know, we have all different professions, we're teachers and businessmen and businesswomen and all these, these things that the majority of people work in agriculture, they work the field. And one of the things that God commanded his people is, hey, when you're harvesting your, your crop and so when you're, when you're, when you're working your garden, um, leave the, the, the produce and the fruit around the edges of the field so that the poor can walk around and, and pick it from your fields and have food to eat. And I was just going, man, from the very beginning, like our God has consistently taken notice of and cared for those who are in need. 
You see it in the New Testament. And it's not just always about like a poverty thing. You, 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 you see this in other ways. One of my favorite moments in Jesus' life is in John 19. He's literally, he just been hung on the cross. And so he's got, he's got nails to his hands, nails to his feet. And he looks down at the cross and, and John the apostle and his mother are standing side by side. And he looks at John and he says, John, take care of her. You know, Jesus' dad had died. It was the oldest brother's job to take care of the family, to take care of mom when dad passes away. And I love this moment of immense suffering in Jesus. And he's not thinking about himself. He's thinking about who's going to take care of his mom. You see, the picture that we see all throughout scripture is, is a God that's so in tune to people in need. And not just in tune, but he, he, he moves closer to, to care for them and to help them. And, 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 and one of the, the, the most beautiful things, and, and in fact, I think it's one of the most attractive things about Christianity is, is how as, as the bride of Christ, and we haven't done everything perfectly right, like no one goes, man, Christianity has perfectly reflected Jesus all through the centuries. Like we'd be foolish if we said that. But I go, man, the church has got this one right. That the church has consistently throughout the centuries cared for the poor. In fact, an, an indicator that, that, that you are actually becoming like Jesus, that you're becoming one with Jesus is when you find yourselves caring for the poor. And I'm not just talking about having sentimental, compassionate feelings. I'm talking about when, when, when you take action to actually help them. And I've seen that in Christianity. I've seen that in our church. I've seen that in you. Several years ago, we got connected with this amazing organization that's literally right behind us, Marathon, called um, Bus Stop Strong. And it's this ministry that was started by this woman. Her name's Brenda Stafford. Brenda was here two years ago. You can go back and listen to the podcast um, if you wanna hear kind of her story. It's so amazing. But, but Brenda starts to tell her story. and She starts to tell about how, how her grandson was growing up, government housing right behind us. And there's this particular bus stop that was really rowdy, that had all these kids waiting to be picked up in the morning and, and all these, she just started to, to observe that, oh man, these kids are getting into trouble. They're doing things that kids shouldn't be doing. And so her grandson actually comes to her and says, grandma, like, you, you gotta do something. Like, it's not safe here. These kids, it's, it's, you gotta do something. So she just, you know, she hears her grandson who lives right behind us and he hears the, 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 the scare, like the fear in his voice. And so she, she does what any grandmother would do. She, she moves closer. So she starts to, to talk, literally go to this bus stop and start to talk to these kids to get to know their story, get to know what's going on in their lives. And, and, and she said this crazy thing started to happen. She said that, that I, I, I moved closer and, and, and I just started to care about these kids. That, you know, I started to, to ask them, hey, show me your folder from school. Let me see your work. Started to ask them about their lives. Started to ask them, hey, how is, you know, um, like, what, what do you want to be when you grow up? And so many of the kids, when she start, first started connecting them, hey, I don't want to be anything. They had zero ambition in life. And so she just started consistently showing up for these kids, pouring into them, inviting them over to, to her house. And she said this crazy thing started to happen as, as she started to open her heart and her home to these kids. She said she started to notice that grades started improving. And, and, and that, that these kids started to dream. They started to have ambition. Their, their self-esteem rose. And so she felt like God was saying, hey, you need to start something more, uh, more consistent for these kids. And so she felt the Lord was calling her to start this after-school program called Bus Stop Strong that would go Monday through Friday from three to six. And it would be about the, the physically and emotionally and spiritually and relationally building up these kids, any kid that wanted to come. And so Monday through Friday, she, she opens this space and, and, and she goes and she creates a place for these kids to, to receive tutoring for their homework. 
And she creates a space for, for these kids to encourage each other and to pray together and to speak life into these kids and to, and to help them to dream about what God has created them to do. And so every single day of the week, Monday through Friday, she shows up for these kids. And as we've gotten to know Brenda, you know, it's, it's so apparent. She's, she's amazing. And one of the things that she talks about, is like there, there are so many good parents that live behind us, parents that are doing everything they can, that are able to provide all those things for their kids, emotionally, spiritually, relationally, physically. So there are all kinds of great people that live behind us that can provide for their kids. But there's also this reality of people live like behind us and, 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 and there's lots of pain and brokenness and poverty. Yeah. Struck by this article that, um, that News Channel 5 ran last year and kind of the height of, of the, the, the uproar of the racial tension in our, in our country last year. And that, that they did this, um, this interview and, and, and they, they shared this fact that in um, that North Nashville, the zip code that, that Marathon is in, 37208, um, according to this report that they did, historically, this neighborhood or this um, zip code has the highest rate of incarceration of any zip code, um, not in Nashville, um, not just in Tennessee, literally in the whole country, the highest rate of incarceration. Started interviewing some of these teens, and, and these are just a couple of quotes from the, these kids. What we need is reliable mentoring programs to help our kids, to help our youth stay out of trouble, stay off the streets. This is a, a teenager saying this. Another kid said this kids need help coping with their feelings. A lot of things happen in the community. And, and that builds behavior and keeps the cycle going. You know, there are lots of, of ways, you know, that, that, that we're gonna be able to come alongside of, of Brenda and Bus Stop Strong and respond to some of the needs in the neighborhood, to be present, to love, to help partner with the Lord, to, to help however we can. So Brenda leads this after school program, three to six. We're, we're talking about ways that we can sit consistently as a church family be a part of that. She started a, a women's group for, for moms who want to be really good moms, but man, their moms didn't teach them how to be good moms. They don't know how to be good moms, but they, they have the desire. And so she started this mom's group once a month. She gets them together and she pours into them. She said she's starting this men's group. And I was over at Bus Stop Strong two weeks ago and she said, hey, I'm starting this men's group and I want your church to be a part of that, to lead that. And we go, God, God, guys, God has given us all this favor with this woman that we don't deserve to have any favor with. And, and God's gonna give us all these opportunities to come alongside and, and make a real difference in real people's lives. But today though, what we're gonna do is we're gonna provide food. You know, and if you're like me, as I said all those things, you're like, man, let's just get, let's leave right now. Let's do everything today. You know, that's just kind of my personality. Here, buddy, let's go for it. Let's tackle it. And I go, man, we're going to take one step at a time. Today, what we're going to do in just a minute is, is we're going to go right next into this big room and, and we're going to put together food bags for, for these kids that come to the after school program for the weekends. They get fed every day at, you know, they're at school and then they have this program where bus stops, they feed them, but a lot of the kids, maybe they don't have food on the weekends. 
And so today what we're going to do is we're going to put together some, some packages so that these kids don't have to think about it. And, and it's fascinating, you know, my wife and I are foster parents and part of being a foster parent is that you have to take all these classes and you have to learn this ongoing education. And, and one of the things that they talk about is, is the importance of, of just having food accessible, that, that, that the, the part of our brain, the most basic part of our brain, the reptilian brainstem, it's, it's the part of our brain that is all about survival. And, and how when kids, when, when, they, when they don't have their most basic needs taken care of, food or shelter or whatever it is, that, that the upper parts of their brain, you know, the, 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 what's it called? You guys would know this, the limbic, the limbic system and then, the, and then the, the prefrontal cortex, all these, these upper developments of the brain, they can't be developed. You know, the limbic system is, is the, 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 the bedrock of where your emotions and your feelings come from. The prefrontal cortex is, is the ability to think rationally, is, is the ability, it's, it's the part of your brain that teaches you to problem solve, to have logic. And, and when kids, man, when they, when they don't have their most basic needs met, they spend all their time trying to survive and those upper brain functions aren't able to develop. And so I want you to know that today, what you're doing, whether you know it or not, you're not just giving some food to some kids. What you're doing is you're helping change the next generation. So that when, when kids go to sleep at night, they don't have to worry about where their next meal is going to come from. So they can read, they can pray, they can do all the things that kids are supposed to do. They're not having to worry about their basic needs being met. And so today, whether you realize it or not, you're changing a generation, church, simply by showing up with food. So today, we're going to put together some food bags. Whether you brought food or not, some of you guys didn't even know that this is your first time at church, welcome. You didn't have to bring a thing. We got lots of food next door. What we're gonna invite you to do is to stay around and to, we're gonna form an assembly line. AT's gonna come in just a minute. We're gonna put together these bags. And then at the end, we're just gonna, as a church family, gather around these bags and we're just gonna pray for a few minutes over the kids, over the families. So today, church is gonna look a little different. Literally, we're done. We're not gonna, we're not gonna do anything else like in this room except for clean up. But I wanna invite AT to come up. He's gonna give us instructions on what it's gonna look like for us to actually put together the, the food bags. Let's give it up for AT. Hey, 